and welcome to a brand new episode of Greg and Chad's Power Half Hour on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahachko, my esteemed colleague, Mr. Chad Smart, all the way from L.A. Chad, this a little inside joke for people who, uh, well, let's just say they know if they know. Am I right? If the, you know, I will uh, say we're, we're recording this on January 21st for future reference. January 20 or 19th. Sorry, uh, days are just flying by now. But January 19th, I went to Disneyland and I was wearing a shirt that had an ostrich and then the word allegedly underneath it. And as we were coming off Star Tours, someone uh, who was in the line ahead of us looked and saw it and, and just pointed and went, allegedly, that's awesome. And I said, you made my day because you got the, the reference. Right. So. So what they were we, the only ones, but yeah. Well, what can you do? Well, I think we can kick off uh, another exciting episode of the Power Half Hour. And since we only have thirty minutes to talk about this uh, highly fun topic, um, mm-hmm. I, of course, the, I, I paused. It took it took a long pregnant pause there. And I'm like, and then I went with fun. You would have thought that if I was going to think about it that long, I was going to come up with a better adjective than fun. Um, but we're going to go back to Year of Our Lord 1992, when I was 9 and 10, and you were? Uh, 18. Yeah, so we're going to have, yeah. I think, really, probably, I say, uh, we're going to have some uh, pretty unique viewpoints on this particular topic. 1992, it was the summer... The place was Barcelona. The group, the dream team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's something that I don't think a lot of people ever thought would happen, and has since become just another team, basically every four years. So this was the first. You know, you you got to start somewhere, and. Uh, the NBA and the Olympics started in Barcelona. Something like that. Well, let's go back to 1991. Um, that's when USA Basketball asked the NBA for, you know, to select, you know, the best of the best, obviously American players, uh, to make up its 1992 roster. And why did they do this? It had always been, for the longest time, it had always been collegiate players, I believe. Yeah, because the Olympics were supposed to be non-professionals. Right. But I'm saying, like, why did it change in 91? What what was the impetus for uh, the professionals to come out in this year? It's because in 1988, the USA did not bring home the gold in basketball. So... Uh, apparently other countries were using professional players, but for some reason they were getting away with calling them amateurs. And so USA, well, you know, once we, as we often do, let's not call it something that we're good at. We have to change the rules to make sure that we can, uh, avenge our loss. Let's not call them other countries. Let's call them what they are. Russia. <laughs> apparently it's Russia, always Russia, Russia always has Russia. had, Always f- trying for that competitive advantage, um, you know they were and 
this particular line comes uh, straight from the highly trusted source, which is Wikipedia. It says that uh, communist countries, talking about 1988, of course, mainly Soviet Union and Yugoslavia, used full-time professionals who were given phantom jobs to circumvent the amateur rules. I don't know what any of that means. I mean, I know what full-time professionals means. I don't know what Mm. phantom jobs they were given. Um, I'm, I imagine it's probably something like American college, you know, athletes mm. who are, you know, hey, go work at the dealership. And while you're there, drive this nice new 2019 Dodge Charger that happens to have, you know, mm. the business decal on the back or whatever. Mm. Um, that's that's speculation. I don't I'm sure everything's on the up and up in the NCAA today. Right. Of course. You know, the NCAA and the WBA, the Boxing League, those are the two last bastions of uh, uh, honesty and and non-corrupt businesses here in America. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, w- I was going to name another organization, then you said non-corrupt. So uh, hmm. we're not going to mention the WWE. I don't think they're corrupt. I think that they're one man's... Like, you know, one, one, I was listening to an episode of mutual friend of ours, Kevin Huntsberger's My One, Two, Three Cents, the podcast today. And it, he was talking about, uh, you know, the action figures. It was the wrestling with the eighties from mm-hmm. uh, Christmas week. Uh, and he was, and, and I just imagine that Vince McMahon is you know, like what Kevin Huntsberger was in the eighties and early nineties, just with the action figures who happen to be real people. It's like, all right, by God, getting that Royal Rumble. I don't think he says bye guy. Anyway, um, Dream Team. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, NBA, you'd imagine not too thrilled with uh, you know having some of their star players, you know, they, again the top ten, fifteen individuals, whatever it was, uh, you know, essentially in competition elsewhere. Again, much like wwe it's you don't want to take the risk of them getting injured you know on somebody else's court um Hmm. however uh the uh the roster was the the first 10 players on the team selected almost a year before the summer of 92 games in september of 1991 here's the first 10 players let's see if you recognize any of these names michael jordan Scotty Pippen, John Stockton, Carl Malone, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Patrick Ewing, Chris Mullen, David Robinson, that's right, the Admiral, and Charles Barkley. And they would like... Um, yeah, most of those guys I know from NBA Jam and Charles Barkley I know from Saturday Night Live. It's terrible. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, let's, I we're both from Illinois, you know, so... Like the the Bulls were always a big thing, and he, you know, as soon as Michael Jordan you know, got that first taste of success, and and uh, you know, so Jordan and Pippen, you know, like when I'm playing, you know, uh, driveway hoops with my buddies, you know, in the neighborhood, we're always poor imitations of Jordan and Pippen. Um, I be honest with you, I'm more uh, of the ten athletes that I just listed. I'm more like Chris Mullen. I'm kind of forgotten. And uh, I was on a bad team. I was like, the and you had team. a cool high top fade. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say, I don't think Chris Mullen had a high 80s. top fade. What's that? I don't think Chris Mullen had a high top fade. 
Or he had the crew cut. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that's I'm, what yeah. I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I grew up in the 80s when it was, you know, the Magic and Bird era. And I sided with the Lakers. So I'm going to be honest. I am not a Chicago Bulls fan. And uh, Michael Jordan, obviously probably the greatest player of all time. I am not a fan of his. I, uh, I, I can do without Michael Jordan. Okay. Wow. Uh, everybody, we, we had <laughs> yeah, a great three run up there. We, we had, we had a great run. Uh, Greg and Chad's power half hour, uh, two no, episodes, power eight minutes. Yeah. Two episodes and a third, uh, a third of a third. That's it. We're no, I'm kidding. Um, so they added to that roster in, uh, you know, a few months in spring of 1992, they brought in Clyde Drexler. Uh, of the Portland Trailblazers. He was actually sh- selected over Isaiah Thomas of the Detroit Pistons, and they needed one player with you know from the college ranks, one to fill out and really you know establish that amateur aspect of it. So instead of going with the number one pick in the NBA draft, Shaquille O'Neal from uh, LSU, they went with two-time, two-time. NCAA men's basketball champion Christian Leitner of Duke University. Good choice. Good choice. I don't know about that. Probably, well, and I believe Coach K was coaching this team, so he would have. Uh, he was uh, an assistant. Oh, an assistant. Oh, it's the. Um, i trying to think who the coach was. Uh, Daly. Uh, yes. Chuck Daly. Yes. Chuck Daly. Okay. But still, Coach K was on there, so I'm sure he had a. Uh, you know, he'd been coaching Leitner, and from what I read, again, on Wikipedia, no one liked Isaiah Thomas, which is why he is not on the team. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm so, sure, you know, because he was from, he played in Detroit. They were known as the bad boys. You know, Rodman mm-hmm. was in that ilk. Um, I do, you know, look, we can, I don't know how much we want to break it down as far as, you know, stats and everything else, and maybe we want to. That's great, but this team this well look I, again I was 10 so this was really the first olympics that I remember paying attention to you know this mm-hmm. is the first olympics that I'm talking about in school with my friends you know I'm in 5th grade and you know first grade I didn't you know 1988 I didn't know you know crap about anything you know but let alone you know I just if I if the olympics were on in 88 I don't remember them but I do remember the ones in 92 because those, again, you know, you're 10 years old, you're a young kid in, in Illinois, and even if, it's, even if it's southern Illinois, the Bulls are, you know, the, the hot team in town, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you kind of follow Michael Jordan, uh, you know, Scottie Pippen. And so you and, – and you are – while it's not being beat, you know, while, while you're not being beat over the head with the uh, patriotism stick – you are more aware that, hey, I'm from here, and they're from there, and in this friendly game of you know athletic competition, we're going to see who's better. And in the summer of 1992, by an average of 44 points a game, the United States, with the best selecting the best basketball players 
in the world managed to beat every other team. How amazing. Who would have thought? Yeah, I I lost so much money in Vegas on this team. <laughs> I didn't think they could do it. <laughs> or or you picked the uh under <laughs> you know, it's like I always pick the Washington Generals as well because I'm like, someday they have to beat the Globetrotters, right? They just have to. Law of averages. They did once. That's the thing. The Washington yeah. Generals beat um, the uh, – uh, I think they've done that a few times, but yeah, it's not very common. And then that just makes me wonder, who are playing for the Washington Generals? Who are these guys? And that's a whole other topic for another podcast called "Who Are These Guys?" Well, now coming see, soon to Jittery Monkey. That's the thing. Uh, they, the Washington Generals, actually in, on January fifth in nineteen seventy one, took a little bit of a play out of the playbook of the Harlem Globetrotters because they didn't show up as their, you know, in in their surrender greens as you would. Uh, or as one you know would imagine, uh, they didn't show up, and they tricked the Globetrotters by showing up as the New Jersey Reds in that mm. game. They won one hundred to ninety nine. Right, Interesting. Back to uh, back to the Olympics. Back to the dream team. Yes. Uh, so I was just uh, when I was home, uh, probably about a year ago, back in my parents' place. I, I was going through a bunch of old stuff that I had stashed away and uh, probably had not seen in over 20 years. And I had a collection of plastic cups from McDonald's. And I had the entire Dream Team roster that they put out, uh, which I don't know if it actually included everybody on the team or just the starting five. I don't remember how many cups there were. All I remember is when I tried to take them apart, they all crumbled and fell apart. So. Yeah. Thanks, McDonald's, for making lasting uh, products. Do you remember the tie-in with McDonald's? I is is that where they first started? It was Jordan and Larry Bird, I believe, and that's where they started doing the uh, like almost like the horse and yeah, you know, I, like bouncing know it off the scoreboard. Time, but yes, yeah. So it, if I want to say that it was comparable because you know you had I. I mm, I, I'm not going to look that one up because I've got enough tabs of research open, um, but I believe it was around that time. And if so, yes, I remember. And if I'm if my timeline's off, then no, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, I just I remember Jordan and Bird did a series of, of commercials every year. I think they did it for the Super Bowl. I maybe mistake or during the NBA Finals, which would have made more sense, but I don't uh, remember. Uh, but yeah, no, I just remember the because in, in 1984 you talked about. It, 92 being your first Olympics, 80, 84 was probably was my first uh, conscious thought of the Olympics, and they took place here in Los Angeles. And McDonald's had done a thing where they would give you – you'd make an order. They would give you a card, a scratch-off card, and you scratch it and see what, which event you, you got. And then however the Americans placed in that event, like if they got cold, you would win a free Big Mac – Silver was like fries, and I think bronze was the soda. And apparently uh, when they came up with this uh, um, promotion, they didn't know that Russia was not going to be competing oh. in the 84 Olympics. And so with Russia out, America just pretty much dominated the 84 Olympics. So uh, I think McDonald's ended up taking a bit of a loss on that promotion. I'm looking up uh, the cups now. 
uh, of the 92 Dream Team uh, McDonald's Cups. And, and yeah, according to this, there's 10 of them. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm I'm just basing, uh, trying to base this on pure recognition. And again, you you couldn't have Christian Leitner on these because I believe even college player, yeah, college, you know, and likeness and whatnot. But obviously, uh, Jordan uh, Johnson, Patrick Ewing, Larry Bird, Charles Barkley, uh, Drexler, Scotty Pippen, John Stockton, uh, Chris Mullen, and uh, David Robinson. So those are the ten. Did you say Carl Malone? Uh, no. All right, Carl Malone, the mailman. His his cups were not delivered on time to McDonald's. Apparently, there you go. Uh, but by the way, had had your dream team cups, uh, you know, survived? Stayed intact? I mean, they're going for hundreds of dollars in some cases. Really? Uh, according yeah. to according to uh, what I'm seeing here. Um, and again, this is the most that I'm, you know, as far as I'm leading away. Um, but, you know, you have McDonald's Dream Team uh, for looks like seven of the cups is going for 95 bucks on eBay. Uh, another listing has the uh, Larry Bird, and I believe that is, I want to say that that's Clyde Drexler, uh, but that might be. That's got to be a uh, Drexler. Anyway, uh, $475. Wow. So, I, I guess I should have looked these up before just throwing out all the cups. And then, you, then once you, again, then you have another retirement foiled. Then, then you have another listing that has four cups for eight bucks. So, <laughs> so it, it's a. Uh, it's hit or miss, yeah. It is. Um, you have, uh, you know, some, some of the uh, practices. You know, there. This is going to be for anybody who listens uh, to one of my other podcasts, which is uh, the Five Heart Podcast, which is Nebraska Athletics. And you have um, in the '90s when Nebraska was running roughshod on everybody else. Uh, you know, when you line up the number one offense and the number one defense, you never know who's going to win. And uh, a lot of times, they say that the toughest, you know, competition that they are seeing ever is, you know, when they're lining up in practice and, and the, some of the scores that they would have that year would kind of, uh, you know, in, in actual games would back that up. You have similar situations here in that at one point you have, uh, uh, like, Michael Jordan saying that one of his best games, you know, that he ever played in was not uh, ever seen by anybody. It was a scrimmage. um you had the blue team, which was uh, Magic Johnson, Charles Barkley, David Robinson, Chris Mullen, and Christian Latner, and the white team, which was Michael Jordan, Carl Malone, Patrick Ewing, uh, Scottie Pippen, and uh, Larry Bird. And Daly, uh, Chuck Daly, the head coach, told the teams to play, give it all you got, uh, all of it, and the white team won, which was the Jordan team, 40-36. to 36. Jordan recalled it as the best game he was ever in. Sports Illustrated later called it the greatest game nobody ever saw. Um, hmm. And that was, you know, again, uh, in the scrimmage leading up to actual competition before, you know, or, or I, I say before, you know, the Olympics. I don't know if that was on this side of the pond or the other. Hmm. Um, you know, you have uh, at one point you have Magic Johnson saying, quote, I look to my right. There's Michael Jordan. Look to my left. There's Charles Barkley or Larry Bird. I didn't know who to throw the ball to, you know, that's look, those are hall of famers all across the board. 
Um, you, you know who didn't say that though? Michael Jordan. <laughs> no, because he doesn't pass. That's that. Oh, That's why I don't like Michael Jordan. I he passes more than LeBron, and he plays the defense. Well, I mean, it's a different time. Oh in, yeah, yeah, in sure. Now, so um, just you know, while we're talking about that, you turd, um, Jordan, you may. <laughs> You may, you probably won't be uh, surprised to hear this, but Jordan was the only player on the roster to play in all games and start all eight games. Uh, had a uh, field goal percentage of uh, four fifty one, and let's see, only averaged. That can't be right. Hold on. Yeah, the only oh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Percentage of four fifty four. That so he missed half the shots he took. Wow, Wayne yeah, Gretzky he, would not be impressed. He 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 was fifty one of one thirteen. Uh, averaged fourteen point nine points per game. Uh, your leading scorer was Charles Barkley with eighteen points per game. Mm. And uh, and, and of course, uh, considerably fewer shots, but more makes. He was 59 of 83 from the floor for 71%, uh, um, and even had 7 of 8 from the three-point line. Your leading assister, that's not, uh, I don't think, an actual term. By the way. uh, It better be John Stockton. It's not. Uh, John Stockton didn't do crap. Uh, Only had two, uh, only averaged two assists a game, only averaged uh, 2.8 points per game. Your leading assist man was Magic Johnson with five and a half. Second leading assist, Michael Jordan with 4.8. So, Okay, well, then I take back my criticism of Michael Jordan on the dream team. But (laughs) I just remember the game. I don't even remember who it was against, but it was the Bulls were down by like one or two, and Jordan was being double and triple team. Steve Kerr, top of the key, wide open. Um, Jordan had to do it all himself and the Bulls lost. And that's where I go like, okay, Jordan, you're not a team player. That memory has stuck with me. Why? I don't know. Cause it means absolutely nothing. And I don't even like the NBA. So I should really get over it and get over myself. The, uh, uh I'm going to bring this up real quick because I saw a recent picture or meme, uh, if you will, on the interwebs, uh, that says something about mother nature out here. I, I don't, I, I'm not going to, be able to quote it, but, uh, you know, verbatim, but, uh, paraphrasing, it said M- mother nature's out here picking, uh, temperatures like, you know, it's the Powerball lottery and it, you know, mm. lists off a bunch of random, you know, numbers and, and their point differential in the eight games was 68, 33, 43, 44, 41, 38, 51. And they won the gold medal game by 32 points over Croatia. Mm. Um, yeah, they didn't have a single game that they scored less than 103 points. And it just goes to show that, you know, they don't play the defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did, you know, because they were holding Angola to 48 points. What's up with that Angola team? <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Angola's not scoring more than 60 points anyway, so. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I, th- I think <laughs> – I think they should have spotted Angola 48 points. So they still right. would have won by 20. So, um, what else do we got to talk about on, uh, 
Well, now that the 92 Dream Team set the precedent, precedent uh, we still get the all-NBA team or mostly NBA teams in the latest, you know, every year when the Olympics roll around. Can you name another uh, collection of Dream Team, if you will, members? Because, um, I, I, again, I don't pay attention to the NBA, so I don't know who played on the last uh, Olympic team, but is there anybody – because these 15, 12 guys, however many was, I mean, that's a great collection of talent. Is there talent in the NBA now that when the Olympic team is made, that people are like, wow, that's going to be an awesome team to watch play? I think what you have now is, uh, uh, you, you know, you have like the LeBrons, um, the, you know, Russell Westbrooks, uh, Oh, I'm, I'm Stephen uh, Curry is probably on the dream or you know on a updated mm-hmm. version of the dream team. Um, Harden from uh, Houston. Yeah, you know at one point you had Kobe. Uh, you know Shaq. I'm sure finally got you know his his run with uh, Team USA. But like you, I don't follow. I don't. I don't follow the NBA enough, and I don't. I mean, look, I'm not. If there's something historic going on, like I remember sitting in an Applebee's. Don't laugh. Uh, you know, back in 2000. I don't even. When was it that uh, Michael Phelps was going for all the records? He was trying to beat uh, Spitz's. You know, like record collection or, you know, whatever, whatever that was. Yeah. I, I remember sitting in, in Applebee's on that particular night and, and everybody in the restaurants, you know, looking around the bar cause that's where the TVs are. And, uh, you know, we're all, you know, it's kind of a, kind of a communal, you know, celebration when, when that happens, you know? Uh, um, uh, but I just don't, I haven't followed honestly. Yeah. Okay. Well, as we're wrapping down, here is the roster for the 2016 Olympic team. Oh, I can Jimmy Butler. That. Okay. From the Chicago Bulls. Kevin Durant. Okay. DeAndre Jordan. Okay. Kyle Lowry. Mm-mm. Harrison Barnes. Demar Derozan. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Clay Thompson. Demarcus Cousins. Paul George. Draymond Green and Carmelo Anthony. I'm actually surprised that uh, ah, I can't think of his name. I know he played his. Uh, it's weird. I know I can tell you where he played college ball, and I can tell you he's with the Clippers. Uh, he, he played at Oklahoma. Um, Blake Griffin. I'm kind of surprised that his name oh, wasn't. He's now with the Pistons, by the way. Oh, way, okay. way to keep up. Sorry. Three years, I believe. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, at one point was a Clipper. I thought he was going to be the yeah, one, one to bring this. Yes. Uh, and he, at one point, I believe he also dated a Kardashian. So, no, nobody's. Why do I know that? We obviously watch very different television. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but I mean, th- look this this group here, nineteen ninety two, is full of Hall of Famers. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you know Team USA twenty sixteen doesn't have. Some Hall of Famers, but but it, maybe it's because I don't I don't know. Like I know all of these names. Like these were the NBA guys that, you know, or, or you know the the big names in in mm. 
pro basketball when cool. I was would have been at you know the most interested in pro basketball, which is you know Jordan and the Bulls '90s heyday. Well, and I think it goes back to something that I've had a conversation with uh, a few times with uh, my out of Touchstone co-host and Wonder Why co-host Mike DeKalb, and he said that uh, you know you're between the ages of ten and twelve. That is like your most formative years of of sports, entertainment, anything that was popular then is what sticks with you later in life. And so, as you said, you were uh, eight years old for the 92 Dream Team. So you're a little bit younger, 10. Okay. Um, So, yeah, so that's probably why. And again, and maybe I'm again, I don't follow the NBA either. So like this last uh, Olympic team that I read off, I probably have heard of half the players but I couldn't pick them out of a lineup, whereas that 92 team were very synonymous with the NBA. And like you said, they're all Hall of Famers. So, uh, yeah, I think age uh, plays a part in this. And you know what? There's, you know, generations younger than us who either, you know, the team, the, the players now are the ones that they're growing up with, or maybe they just like basketball a lot more than, you know, we do. Um, but yeah, it basketball has passed me by it, especially the NBA where they don't play the defense. Um, you yeah. know, about, about the most basketball I want. In fact, I, you'll be happy to know, Chad, I was listening uh, on the tune in app. I was listening to, uh, Nebraska Cornhusker basketball before. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.